Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome Good morning, afternoon and evening everyone. Welcome to the Game Week 13 pod of the FPL Wire, powered by Dreamset Go. I'm your host Zofa and I'm joined as always by my friend Big Man Bucket. How are you doing bro? I'm doing really well Zofa actually. Um, 83 points for me this week. Um, two very strong back-to-back game weeks for me. I've finally um, climbed into the top 100k. In fact, now I'm ranked 70k for the first time this season. So. I'm absolutely elated with uh, with how things have gone. I um, the defense did the business for me. Rudiger, uh, James, Cancelo, Trent, all going big. So I'm really really happy this week. I can see from your grin on your face, beaming from year to year. He's got eyes on the prize. He's got eyes on the <laughs> prize. <laughs> I thought we were past that discussion. I didn't bring anything up. Why do you think everything's <laughs> about you always? <laughs> Eyes on the prize is, is 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 a very strong hint, I would like to say. Oh, no, no. What about you, LR? How was your week? First of all, I'd just like to congratulate uh, you boys. Uh, we've crossed 1 million lifetime views on YouTube. I thought that's quite a feat and an idea that happened, what, a year and a half ago? Reaching 1 million lifetime views is quite a big feat. So congratulations and thank you all of you for being with us throughout this journey and we appreciate your support. Uh, I'm in a good space. I hope we wrap up this pod quite early because there's a United game later and then I'm uh, off to go on a boys trip tomorrow. So football's not going to be on my mind for most of uh, this week. I just can't wait to get there. Let's get started. A quick word about our sponsors. Dreamset Go is a global portal for fans to gain access to sporting events around the world. Accommodation, flight tickets, hospitality, stadium visits... Everything can be tailored exactly to your requirements. They also do celebrity experiences which include masterclasses with your favorite sports celebrity or something as simple as birthday shoutouts. You can find links to the products in the description below. All the stats that you see on our podcast are from the Fantasy Football Scout members Zeta. They've introduced a new, really nice feature uh, this week as well, where you can compare all the outfielders rather than, uh, you know, categorized by midfielders, forwards or defenders. I found that quite useful. In fact, I've used that in my article for the Scout and we'll be using those tables on the uh, analysis, captaincy analysis we're doing this week as well. Uh, so yeah, upgrades upcoming in the members area. If you are already a member, just click on the link in the description below and become a member. Let's start off the discussion on wigbacks. Really the big topic of discussion this week. Big points coming from defense every week. And now it doesn't even feel like a surprise. Now it's like when James gets you 12 points, Cancelo gets you 12 points. It almost feels like par for the week. That's where we are, aren't we? You know, you know when uh, we did this yesterday as well, now we're at the stage where, you know, if we get eight or nine pointers from defenders, it's almost underwhelming. We, we almost expect more points. 
you know 12 13 pointers are are basically par now and that's such that's the level that these wing backs are are setting i mean they're spoiling us actually yeah and a lot of people are actually quite uh, i saw a few people not a lot of people getting frustrated by how strong the template is right now but uh, i think this template is so wrong you can't think about betting against it i think it's foolish to bet against them can we uh, can you bring up the ownership charts zof because i think let's just talk about the state of play and where we are with regards to the game at the so i mean this is just uh, obviously uh, ragaboli's fabulous site uh, livefpl.net now if you're looking at the combined ownership for trent sala and cancelo in the top 10k we have 81% of the go- game owning them at the moment and if you add just one chelsea wing back to this so with james in addition to these three 48% of the top 10k own these four players uh and uh, 40% uh, of the top 10k own trent sala cancelo along with chilwell so you have to assume that 80% 90% of active managers are currently owning trent sala cancelo and one chelsea wing back and i think these numbers are only going to trend upwards simply because they're the best picks in the game uh our perception with them needs to change i mean especially with the wing backs from your teams off because i don't see them as uh, even uh, attacking wing backs i see them as inside forwards at the moment such as their role they are inside the box all the time i mean you won't be surprised if there is a week where reese james gets a double return or a triple return you won't be surprised we've already if... seen it we've already seen a 21 we've already pointer seen and it could have been yeah. chilwell again this week we saw him hit the post yeah. early on we saw schmeichel make a sharp save it could really have been chilwell's 21 pointer this week and 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 the value that these guys are offering at 6 6 million odd is staggering so uh, if you want to bet against the template i think what you need to do is get these solid in my opinion currently the best picks in the game into your team and then figure out what to do with the rest of your team you get these four or five players and then there are other positions in which you try to gain an advantage uh, over anybody else but at the moment i prioritize these positions What's one your o- thinking, Bakar? One, o- just one thing before we go there. On the ownership stats we discussed earlier, we didn't see one with all the four big defenders. What's that ownership like? I remember you were telling me earlier. I don't have that actually on me. I'll quickly get onto livefpl.net and I'll yeah. have it to you. You pull that out. Sorry, minutes. Bakar, your thoughts, please. Yeah. I I just think that it's um, you know uh, the famous uh, no-brainer now to go with the with the four at the back. Uh, such as such as the potential they have and with with sala um sala taking captaincy out of the equation i i just think you can make an incredible team with those four and and sala so in my opinion i would i would want to make my build my team in such a way that i am able to afford those four defenders and have sala in there and and the rest of the team i can uh, sort of um move around in terms of transfers i personally think these four are long term buys even even if they do sort of get the odd rest here or there in december that's perfectly fine but what what's great about them is that they're playing for three of the best defenses in the league and they have such insane potential they can make it up when they don't play uh even if they get rested here or there which i am sure will happen in the weeks to come i uh in fact the more uh interesting debate is is now that a lot of people are actually considering moving to five at the back given the potential the defenders are offering and i i personally think that four at the back is the way to go because you never know i mean if um if there uh, is a slight slight hiccup in any team you don't want to be you know tripling up on a on a defense like chelsea's or uh, spreading the funds around because in that case 
um, getting back the structure you like would be very difficult. I think it's just semantics. These these formation rings are just semantics because Chilwell and James aren't defenders. They're midfielders or forwards. Yeah. Jota, who's in our team, Cornette, who we're going to be talking about later, they're not midfielders. They're forwards. So these are these are all semantics. If if a person playing in defense, playing in one of the best defenses in the league is a six million and is actually a forward for that team when it comes to his attacking role. You don't even worry about what what position he's playing in on your FPL screen. It doesn't really matter. He's one of the best picks in the game and that's all there is to it and you don't overthink it. I think let's let's just look at the other side of the coin, right? This argument would have definitely made a lot more sense now in August or September when the fixtures were spaced out. I'm just trying to play the devil's advocate here. Let's look at both sides of the coin. Now, somebody like Gallagher, you see now starting this weekend, there are going to be games now every three days. And keep in mind, Chelsea cannot top their group even if they beat Juventus today. To top their group, they need to win pretty much the next two matches or score more than Juventus. So they're going to play strong teams in the UCL as well. So is somebody like a Gallagher, who's more likely to play 90 minutes through the, all of the December games, better value than Chilwell? I think there's a discussion to be had there. I'll tell you what... Uh influences me although and it's the fact that there is no scope to drop points at the moment for either of you Liverpool or uh, for either of Chelsea Liverpool or Manchester City at the moment because what the point gap is four points at the moment and I think all the three managers know that it's very unlikely that uh, somebody in the opposition is going to let go of two points or three points or easy points on offer at the moment and just because of how good these three teams are just because of how far away are they how far away they are from everybody else i think the managers realize that they can't really afford to rotate that much as well so i think you will see a fair bit of rotation yes because it's december but i don't think it's going to be as much as we'd expect because of how close these three teams are and because they can't can't afford to drop points yeah but at you the know, same time uh, Purnil, you were... go ahead Bakar. you were you were talking about the fact about how strong these three teams are um, I mean, before this week, you you looked at the fixture for Chelsea and, and you saw you you would have probably thought, okay, Leicester and Manchester are in the next two, you can probably go out and avoid, right? And maybe one defender is enough. But this is the thing: even with semi-difficult fixtures, uh, these defenders are playing for for absolutely uh, the the top level teams. It's it it really doesn't matter how how hard the fixtures are unless they're facing each other, really. So. For me, I, I just think there's, I don't really see a reason to go without uh, either of the four. Correct, but you're not just attacking the point I mentioned. Now we're talking about proximity no. of fixtures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming to that, you were you were comparing someone like a Gallagher to either James or Chilwell. I'm, I'm sure Gallagher will, will tick along and uh, he will play most of the games, definitely more than someone like a Chilwell or James. But I, I certainly think that the potential that Chilwell and James possess in in one game can can make up for his absence in in the game he misses out and and it's just for that reason alone that i'm willing to bet uh, on the fact that okay he can get rotated here or there i mean there's no guarantee that gallagher won't get rotated i think anyone can get rotated in in this period Not such as is, is the proximity proximity there's still, the there still a few players you look at like your tony your pokies these guys are still very unlikely to get rotated you're still going to play 90 minutes and while i still agree with you i'm just trying to look at both sides of the coin I'm not saying that you're wrong over here. I'm just trying to understand because Chelsea will rotate. Because you see, we have United yeah. on Sunday. Then we have, I think, Watford away. It wouldn't surprise me to see Alonso. Yeah. Watford away is... and then, then West Ham is an early kickoff off. So Watford West Ham away is, is going to be the, the hot spot. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And so, it's an early kickoff. So it's gonna, Watford is going to be a hot spot. And, so, and Tuchel likes using the squad. We've seen that he's not going to completely sideline Alonso for all of December. So rotation, 
is going to happen. So let's look at how we can supplement that. And I think the main answer to that is by having a fully playing bench. If you're going exactly. with these four guys, you need to play with a deep squad. Exactly. And, and these four plus the likes of, uh, you know, even Jota or Foden, a lot of us have them, right? So it's, it's very, very, very important for us to actually have a very good uh, playable bench. Um, because, I mean, I see a lot of teams with, with just Livermento and I personally don't think that's a good enough bench, you know, in, in, at this stage going forward. I personally think there should be, okay, one chief defender like Livermento is fine, but some other option, someone like a Josh King, we'll, we'll come to that later, or even Dennis, you know, to come in when, when required and, and give us those points. This is why I personally still like Bumo as, a, as an option. I, I'm not too keen on getting rid of him because he's so cheap and he's going to, you know, offer some kind of value if you have him. I don't really see too much point in getting rid of him. Completely agree because that's what I have. That's the structure I sort of like. I have like one sort of proper yeah. player, like your Bumo. You can even have a Pookie or somebody who you would be otherwise yeah. starting. Then your Livramento, and then maybe you could have a Gilmore or a Brownhill. But that Keenan Davis spot, how important is that? That third bench spot, is it worth going to a front three for a Keenan Davis versus a Brownhill? Because you'll probably need that third sub only what once or twice during December. And what, you're going yeah. to hit two points, five points if you're lucky on that third sub. I don't think it really, it really matters too much. I think yeah. having a playing bench of two is fair enough. But just a question. I think we're all on the same be- uh, uh, same uh, side of the coin here. We think it's worth the risk of rotation to have these four players. And we think it's worth the risk of even a benching sub on. Because I talk a lot about, I've been talking about it in the previous three or four pods where we're going to play a little bit of a prediction game and say, okay, you know what, we'll start at the next last three games. Alonso is going to be starting the next one. But uh, do you think we're going to have the guts to bench a bench Chilwell in an easy fixture? If something like that comes, you, 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 you take it on the chin, right? You have to start them every week because another thing with these guys that's Tuchel and Pep is they're unpredictable. Correct. You can't ever be benching right. them or like, you know, try to anticipate when players are going to be benched. That's a dangerous game. You just have to take right. the occasional like cameo on the chin. Great, great. And uh, before we move on, uh, I mean, people must be wondering why we have Trent, Reese, Chilwell and Cancelo in the table here, along with Mo Salah. Now, there's been a little bit of a conversation in the FPL community in terms of, uh, you know, Mo Salah's 180% EU at the moment, uh, effective ownership. And uh, do we captain these wingbacks who are producing consistently week on week? And you can actually pick good fixtures from these wingbacks. Because out of Trent... Uh, Cancelo and the Chelsea wingbacks, at least one of them will have a good fixture. It not, might not be, uh, it might be a lot better than Salah's fixture. So, what's your thinking here, Bakar? I personally think that Salah is still the way to go. I, I know you've written a, an article on Scout on this, so I mean, it would be better for you to talk about it. But I, I personally think I, I am still in the Salah Perma captaincy board just for the fact that his numbers are, are on another level. Um, you'd expect the wingbacks to actually outmatch Salah in terms of at least creativity. But when you look at the table that, that uh, Zoff has put up, you, you'd see that Salah is pretty much on, on, on um, par in terms of big chances con- uh, created, which just tells you know that he's getting on par for, for creativity, then he's miles ahead in goal threat. So I personally don't see a reason to bet against Salah in this form. Um, I, I, I think he's going to be my captain for the foreseeable. The only... Um, the only discussion that's there to be had in, in, in terms of the next few game weeks is in game week 15. I wonder when he's up against Wolves and, and Kane has Norwich at home because, because that's, that's going to be an engaging discussion. But other than that, I'm, I'm absolutely confident on, on Salah captaincy. Why don't you talk us through it? Because you've actually written this article yourself. 
No, I just I just wanted to actually ask you guys first because why not? Because what I what a question I want to ask you, because why wouldn't you captain a defender? Let me understand that first. Do you just purely because simply you because think Salah is a better option? Simply because of the fact that I I think attacking returns are more predictable and and defend defensive returns could be sporadic. I mean, one deflection, one own goal, one freakish result. Um, I mean. I, I I don't want to bet against that, right? That could happen in any game, and I I don't want to be betting against Salah in a week where he, uh, you know, scores a brace, for example, and my uh, defender gets his uh, clean sheet wiped out due to a poor refereeing decision or something like that, right? So that's that's why I I personally am firmly in the Salah captaincy. Bang on, oh, nail Bang nail on. on the head, Bakar. Bang on. Yeah. One more yeah. thing that puts me off is a possible risk of rotation. Any game I could see James Chilwell or Cancelo bench. I know it's unlikely. That's something you never know when they'll come on for cameo. With Trent, at least that's unlikely. So I think if you were to captain any of these guys, it would probably be Trent, I think, in my book. But then at the same time, if Trent has a good fixture, Salah has a good fixture. Exactly. And uh, I don't think we're going to see much of Salah rotation because Klopp has, what, seven, eight game weeks of him before he moves on to... And he uh, has no options. uh, AFCON in a very, very tight title race. I don't see... Salah being benched at all also. I mean, Bakar, you're talking about having a conversation uh, with regards to Kane who plays Norwich at home versus Salah who plays Wolves away. In my head at the moment, it's not even close. Uh, the, the, the thought of captaining Kane for that home game is not even hitting my head because I just haven't seen the attacking capacity being matched by anybody else in terms of what Liverpool has to offer. Uh, like you mentioned on a bad day, right? It's Salah's floor is one return. He's blanked only once this season and 50% of his games that he's played this season, he's had double-digit hauls. That's his ceiling. He's hitting double-digit hauls one in two games. It takes a lot to bet against him and it's not because of you or anything else. It's just because he's performing at a uh, different level. Incredible rate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I side with that as you should let's just go through these numbers really quick, Palin, which you prepared for yeah, us. This yeah, and I wanted to ask you, Kan. I was hoping one of you would be pro the argument of captaining a win back because I have my brain shut there and I was trying to convince myself and find reasons to do this, but I can't. Uh, so I just uh, looked into the number as well. When it comes to chance creation, uh, Trent is in a different league out here, and then Reese, Salah, and uh, Chilwell are somewhat similar where Reese is creating 2.66 chances per 90, Salah is creating 2.16 chances per 90, and Chilwell is creating 1.5 chances per 90. But the key is the big chances created table, where Salah is matching trend for big chances created, and he's significantly above Reese James, who's next best. Uh, so Trent is... Can you move to the previous table? I just want to read out the numbers right. for the listeners. Of, so Trent is creating 0.8 big chances per game for 90 at the moment. Salah is creating 0.72 big chances for 90 at the moment. And then Reese James is at 0.47. So in terms of uh, chance creation, Salah's with these wingbacks at the moment. Now let's talk about goal scoring ability. When it comes to shot creation, Salah is in a stratosphere of his own. He's shooting 3.2 times per 90 inside the box, out of which 1.12 per 90 are big chances. Now the next best for shots in the box is Ben Chilwell at 1.59 and the next best for big chance threat is uh, Chilwell at 0.32. It's a separate stratosphere. You can't compare Salah's goal threat to everything else. And people are talking about... One one small point is, yes, I know that uh, defenders get uh, an extra point for goal scored. But defenders, based on the numbers we've seen, are less are more likely to assist than to score goals based on the numbers that we've seen. And 
the numbers for the points that defenders and midfielders are getting for uh, assists are the same and secondly people are talking about you know you're getting four free points for clean sheet it's not four free points you're getting three extra points because salah is a midfielder himself and he does clock a point for uh, clean sheets as well so i don't think that gain in for three extra points of a clean sheet is worth betting against the sheer volume that salah is uh, hitting week on week at the moment absolutely spot on any further numbers here ex- expected goal involvement yeah again just a separate status for the next best thing like you mentioned rightly is trent alexander arnold at 0.57 xg per 90 salah's on 0.85 xg per 90 everybody else is under 5 and uh, under 5 and salah's is doubling that rate at the moment like like bucker said you know it, it, he's just more predictable compared to the wing backs at the moment and i i don't find a reason to bet against him I think maybe it's a bit of boredom also people just want to do something different and I can understand that after 3 4 weeks of doing something yeah. yeah I know I know but it's risky because of the volume of Salah's shot taking as well as chance creation as well as finishing efficiency at the moment you just can't bet against it right now right we move on to yeah. Foden All right, uh, we'll move on to Foden when we're doing the city section, or uh, no? I think Foden the, deserves the, a separate section by himself because he's a big topic over here, and we prepared some images. Why don't you talk us through yeah. them? So what happened uh, after uh, Phil Foden's fifty-seventh minute sub and uh, three blanks in a row is a lot of uh, people tend to get frustrated because that's what you see, right? Zero returns in the last three games. But when it comes to Manchester City midfielders or attackers, my funda is pretty clear. If you can predict. their minutes and if they're likely to play four out of five games or you know four out of six games even i think they're good for points because their uh, xg i per 90 has always been healthy just because they play for a pep guardiola team so if you can hit the nailed onness uh, then the players are going to be good picks and at the moment we have three good picks in uh, gundogan bernardo silva and Phil Foden my order of preference is still Foden first Silva second and Gundogan third uh, because i think when uh, because i think Silva is less disposable compared to Gundogan at the moment just because of while KDB being out uh, while yeah. KDB being out because Bilwas being their best player this season there's no question about it at the moment i see him being rested uh, one out of six games at the moment because he's that important and like you like i mentioned again right these three teams are pushing each other there, there's no uh you know time to lie down there's no time to breathe because you need to win 3 points week on week if you're going to win the title this season um so just talking taking through some of the images while foden was playing quite wide in the city game against everton and the game against united what people need to realize is the that pep doesn't if foden's playing left in this game it doesn't mean he's going to be playing wide left the next game he's a tactical manager that sets up as per opposition and he goes into minute details and while foden will be instructed to stay wide game 1 game 2 foden will be instructed to make lots of runs in the inside channel because that's how just pep does it it's it's not yeah. a fixed thing right positions are very dynamic when you're playing for a Uh, Pep Guardiola team, and even though he played really wide, I'm just going to take you through some of the images and the chances that Foden had in this game alone against Everton. Now, what you see here is a Raheem Sterling cross where Foden was so close to the goal, and there was a headed chance that he had. Next one. Now, this is a Raheem Sterling headed chance from point blank range where Foden uh, put the cross from the byline. He he's got the quality to put the ball on the money on Sterling's head. Sterling's uh, shot, and he wasn't able to finish this chance. 
this is another uh, chance just before uh, cancelo's beautiful beautiful pass where uh, the ball fell to gundogan after a bit of play and foden is there right there in the center of the box if gundogan chooses to pass to foden at this time the ball's there for a tap in this is something xg won't show you uh again there's a cross coming in from one of the sides and foden's in the center of the box it falls onto gundogan's head but you need to look at the position he's in the center of the box when there is a ball coming out from wide and that crosser is by the way bernardo silva if you notice you will see a lot of gundogan silva and foden in the center of the box whenever the balls are coming in from uh the sides they're assigned to be inside the box depending on who's holding the width on the other side next one this is another one where uh, foden plays in a great ball from the left hand side and cole palmer almost gets onto it now these are what six instances that we cited that any of them could have turned into a goal scoring return or an assist return now you don't look at what uh, happened in three games and three blanks easy to forget that he hit the bar against manchester united as well uh, i would urge patience because i still think he's convincingly first choice i expect him to still play four out of the next five games and if you're uh owning phil ford and the only reason the only reason i might sell him is if you're going for a bernardo silva to fund a move elsewhere that's about it let's What talk about bernardo uh bakar what's your thoughts on bernardo zof yes yeah what's your thoughts on bernardo is what he's asking i um i personally think it's a sideways transfer and i won't do it bernardo has been uh, going under the radar he's actually uh, city's second highest uh, point scorer this season <laughs> only gonzalo's had more um but i i personally think that jota is firmly first choice he started all of uh, city's eight previous uh, fixtures in the league foden sorry yeah um in in the league so i i don't personally see a reason to to sell him because it I mean okay he's been disappointing in terms of his FPL returns in the past 3 weeks but I fully expect City to start beasting it in the weeks to come and um while he's first choice uh, I'm sure he's going to give points sooner rather than later I was I was mentioning this earlier about the Chelsea wing backs that you know they can make it up in the weeks they don't play Foden I I, I have a very similar principle with Foden that he's going to do the same even if he misses the odd fixture when he plays he's going to do well just because he hasn't done well in the past two or three games doesn't mean that that will continue i i personally have no concerns with him and but i i i see a lot of people considering for now for jota for me it's it's not a case of one or the other i think it's very important to have both actually but if i had to pick one if you had to pick one right now jota 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 if i had to pick one yes but but i i think uh jota uh, if you don't have him is is actually a good buy Yeah. I mean, let's say somebody is selling a dud and has neither of these players. I think I'd prioritize Jota as a transfer, especially with the Southampton game at home next yeah. week as well. Yeah. A lot of so people have been asking you? about Bernardo Silva. Bernardo Bernardo Silva's numbers are actually fairly on on par with Foden. They they aren't bad. I mean, I um, I, I would understand if someone was buying uh, Bernardo at this point, but but I I I have this thing in my head that that uh, Foden is. is actually more of an explosive pick when he plays so i i still think i prefer him I'm, i also I'm think good. he moves back as a first name the moment relish is fit again because uh, peppret cole palmer i don't see him playing cole palmer very very often uh, so the moment relish comes on as an option on the left i see foden moving central that way completely and regarding Kush. bernardo i am completely on board with what bakar said i don't see him as very explosive he's ticking along i've always seen him as a guy who's very good football wise but not great fpl wise but he's been delivering this season but at the same time i do feel that they're better in midfield we have so many options right 
I think there are just better options. If you want a city attacker, you go for Foden. And I don't think there's a third one I would really advocate at the moment. Not Gundogan saying that he was going to take the penalty I know, uh, that they I know, didn't get. I don't, I don't know how far off KDB is. Once KDB comes back, you've seen Gundogan's role changes a little bit. So I'm not really... I think they're just better options. They're not bad options by themselves, but they are just better options today in the landscape. And you're still bullish on Phil Foden? Yes, very much so. Still a buyer slash hold for me. Great. Same page for all three of us. One one now we need to talk about, one that's being discussed a lot more, Antonio. Let's talk about Mikel Antonio. Now, these are his numbers over the last four game weeks. His expected goal involvement is just 1.2, despite starting all four yeah. matches. Just five shots in the box, one shot on target over four matches, one big chance, and just five chances created. Now, just to contrast this, let's have a look at his numbers in the first four game weeks. 3.77 goal involvement, 15 shots in the box, 8 shots on target, 7 chances created, big chances total. Night and day. No comparison. Now let's compare West Ham's numbers for the last 4 game weeks. In general, how have West Ham been doing? In terms of XG non-penalty, they have been ranked, I think, 8th. 5.39, 7 big chances. So in general, I think that attack hasn't been posting as many great numbers if we compare to the first 4 game weeks. We see a 6.55 XG non-penalty, but way more big chances. See 11 versus what we see over here, 7. Now, I guess the fixtures mitigate a little bit because they've played Spurs, Wolves, Villa, and one more I can't remember. Everton. West Ham played Everton? Everton. Yeah, correct. Yes. That's, so that's probably the one. The fixtures have probably played a part, but there's a huge, there's definitely a noticeable downturn in his numbers. And the thing is, He's an output guy. Like we talk about Kane, right? He's always relied on a large volume of shots, large volume of chances to generate returns. He's not getting that anymore. And let's have a look at the fixture schedule that's coming up now. They have games now every three days all the way up to January. Now you'd expect Antonio to miss the Europa League games. But even the games around that, I think there's rotation there. Like you look at 12th, 15th, 18th. Spurs, they might play him in the Carabao Cup. That's a quarter-final. And you have Southampton, Watford, Palace in a week. There's rotation coming for Antonio. What do you guys think? What are you thinking? You own him and he might influence your moves. I actually want to know what, where are you with him? Because you've definitely given it more thought than I am. I'm, I'm, I'm a non-owner at the moment, so I'm not thinking about it. But let's, let's tell the listeners what you're thinking. It's a tricky one because the replacements is really... Now, we'll just go back to the short stat images. Now, who's look at the numbers on top over here. King and Bedteke. This is not set by any price filter or whatsoever. This is irrespective of price. The guys who are leading the stat numbers of the last four weeks are King, Benteke and Oba. And then Adam Armstrong and Cristiano. These are five players I don't feel comfortable investing in. So where do you go out of Antonio? What's your sell price? Um, I think bottom at 7.5 will so be like 7.8, I guess. I mean, if, if I was in your position, the only person I'd convincingly sell him for right now is Callum Wilson. I think I saw but enough I think that's in that term. game. It's short term, no? Short term. It's, it's short term. If you have your back four and Salah in place, I think you can make afford to make short term moves elsewhere. It doesn't really matter this much because you need to buy points. And uh, Wilson's next... Next fixture is a little difficult, but the two fixtures after that home games are explosive games. You won't be surprised if he's getting three goals in two games in that yeah. three-game week period. And and even ahead of that, I wouldn't uh, 
not be comfortable holding Callum Wilson as my option if I'm sorting out other fires in my team, even through this period, even despite the tough fixtures. Because what I saw in the first game against Brentford, and uh, yeah, you need to cam- caveat that it was Brentford and they've conceded eight goals in the last three game weeks against uh, the bottom three teams in the league at the moment. You do need to caveat that. But how did exactly what we expected him to do. Front foot football, uh, attacking impetus, not really caring too much about the defence, trying to be a possession-focused team. I saw all of that and uh, Wilson was unlucky to not get a a return. So, I don't mind uh, that shift if you're trying to generate some funds. The other move that I'd like to make, if you're wanting to generate even more funds, is Timo Pukki or Ivan Tony. I'm comfortable moving to any of these three players at the moment. I'm not so comfortable with Christian Benteke as a pick, because I don't know how nailed it is, uh, nailed he is. Edward had a little bit of a knock uh, in the previous game, which is why he was on the sub. Uh, he was as a sub, and he came on in the last few minutes of the game. But I don't think he's nailed on. I'd much rather bet on these players who are more nailed. Right. What are you thinking, Bakar? Mm. Yeah, I, I have a few arguments to make. So as an Antonio owner myself, I've uh, gone through his numbers rigorously, like like Zoff himself. Um Zoff was mentioning that his numbers have declined. That's that's actually very correct. But uh, Zoff, what's what's worth noting here is despite uh, his uh, drop in numbers, he's still comfortably the top forward in terms of big chances, shots in the box, um, XG this season. So I mean, we talk I mean, about sample season, size. The sample size. You're looking at. I know, let's but like the, the sample size weeks, of right. Yeah, hear me out. This the sample size of the four weeks is small, and as you said, the the striker. It's not as if there are you know too many strikers in and around that price point who are making their case hurt. Uh, let alone the price point. I mean, you look at even the premium strikers. It's not as if they're doing anything. Uh, the second thing is West Ham do strike me as the kind of team who will you know score against anyone, and I'm sure that um, they're still ranked fourth for XG. Um, you you mentioned that over the past four game weeks they were seventh or eighth for XG. So I mean. I, I don't really think he's he's a hard sell personally, um, because simply because I don't th- think there are too many options out there. Having said that, I I agree that the uh, the threat of rotation exists. I personally am looking to get rid of him uh, because of the fact that I need to generate funds for the wing backs and for exactly. for Kane who who I'm eyeing in the in the next week. And I personally think that getting Kane and and Perhaps, you know, another uh, Chelsea wing back is more of a priority than keeping Antonio. I'm uncomfortable selling him simply because of the fact that I know that I might want him back in a few weeks. Um, uh, particularly from game week 18 onwards, West Ham have a terrific run of fixtures. Uh, but I, I think it, it does make sense to sell him if you are looking to prioritize the wing backs or someone like a Jota or someone like a Kane in the weeks to come because they are more important players to own at this point in time. The other point I'd like to make is that I, I personally think that King is is not a bad buy. Uh, he's played every single minute under Ranieri he's been available for. And and as you mentioned, he's, he's, he's stopped for big chances uh, in the past four weeks. So I know Watford's next two or three fixtures are, are tough, but we mentioned about the importance of having a very uh, decent playable ben- bench in, in the weeks to come. So I think he can represent good value after the, the next two or three weeks after Watford are done with their difficult run of fixtures. The one problem I have with that, Bakar, is by the time Watford are done with their difficult fixtures, it's time for AFCON. Uh, Dennis is going away uh, for the AFCON. Sar is going away yes. for the AFCON. So their entire attack is dismantled. 
at the moment. So with, uh, this is the thing that people actually don't know about Watford because their squad is the most affected in the entire league uh, when it comes to people. I think they have eight or nine players going eight. to the AFCON. And, and you have two out of the three attackers going away as well. I think this is a yeah, very but important that, I mean, it could be, a, I mean, uh, when you look at it from the flip side of you, it kind of nails him for the run-in. Yeah, I know, but... Yeah, I get your point as well. So I'm not going to get the service be, right. I mean, what's quality, the point? But, exactly. but it does nail him for the run-in. It does, but then I think he's nailed regardless. He's still not going to get the... He's still going to... He's not really a guy who's going to create the chances, right? He needs your Sar and Dennis to create the chances for him. So that is a concern. Uh, also, just one thing worth pointing out, if people are worried about this, would this put you off, Wilson? Because he's on four yellows at the moment. One more yellow and he's missing one of the next two prime fixtures as well. Would this put you off, Callum Wilson? I remember Diogo Costa and us not bringing in him a yeah. few seasons ago. See, but that's, season would, kept the, the only main difference with the Diego Costa situation is if you Diego missed missed one game, you're still happy to keep him for the stretch after. You want yeah. Wilson for this short-term stretch. Exactly. In, in my opinion, I, I, I think Wilson... Uh, personally, I think the boat is here because you, you would have wanted him before the previous week and now that... But he um, didn't do anything anyway, so the boat is still I know, fine. but I mean, Arsenal away is a tough fixture and then the next two are fine, but then you'd want to get rid again. Is, again. It, is it worth wasting yeah. too many transfers, right? Yeah, that's why, I that's don't why think I don't so. Like but uh, yeah. if I owned him, I'd be I'd be very comfortable owning him because uh, I noticed Newcastle had like 23 shots this week uh, and they were very, very attacking. Wilson himself was top for shots in the, buck, in the box among all players in the league, so his numbers were great. Um, it's very apparent with with Eddie Howe's appointment that that Newcastle last week were playing pretty much on the front foot. They dropped Hayden for Willock, which was very clear signal uh, as to how uh, Eddie Howe wants them to play. Uh, and and they they got like twenty three shots. When you compare that with their season average of ten point three shots, that just tells you you know there's a clear difference. Absolutely, I think in terms of fixtures, it's just a shame that we can't say Benteke is nailed. I think he would be by far the standout. Because you have Villa, Leeds, United, Everton, Southampton, Watford. Great run. Don't you think he, he's pretty much secured his spot now with, with, uh, with his Viera, recent performances? Viera is very horses for courses. You've seen that. They have so many options. It wouldn't surprise me, with, especially with fixture congestion. He gives Edward the odd game up top. Yeah, could yeah. happen. I, I'd go to Pookie this morning. Yeah. Pookie's fixtures, yeah. Wolves, Newcastle. I don't know. I mean, I... Fixtures. I was one of the unfortunate ones who who watched um, Norwich versus Southampton this week. I watched the whole game, and I I I didn't like uh, what I saw from Norwich personally. I mean, I know they scored twice, but zero point four xG. They had yeah zero point four xG. Negligible shot uh, uh, goal threat all game. They had like five shots in the box. Southampton were actually very unfortunate to concede twice. It was basically down to two goalkeeping howlers. I mean, McCarthy, particularly with the second goal, should have done much better. I don't know. I is still, it, I'm, I'm not con- convinced by by Norwich, despite the fact that Pookie is is nailed and and despite the new manager bounce, I I don't buy it personally. It was just the second half performance I thought, which was a lot better. I thought the first half performance was a dud, but uh, once uh, Josh Sargent came on in the second half for Cantwell, I thought I thought they were just a little more uh, revitalized and energized, and I thought that was much more convincing uh, than the first half performance. I, and also, it's just the December period, right? You want a reliable player. Uh, because you're already dealing with premium win-backs who are prone to rotation. You're dealing right. with Ford and Jota who's prone to rotation. So you want more reliable. And Benteke doesn't cross take that real, reliability factor for me. That's that's the thing. Absolutely. On that note, I think just what, because we're on topic... What do you topic, think about their fixtures? Their fixtures are poor though. Yep. Norwich? Not great. Yeah, yeah. Not great. 
Who are they playing? They're playing Wolves, you look at Newcastle, they're, they're, they're... Spurs, United, Villa, West Ham. Arsenal, I'd essentially Palace, look at them Leicester. from from. Yeah, I'd essentially look at them from like game week fifty fifteen onwards because that's like the period where you'd actually want the bench, right? The game week fifteen is the midweek uh, game week, so game week fifteen onwards or game week fourteen actually. Game week fourteen onwards is the one where uh, I'd look at the fixtures, and I I don't really think that they're, they're that good. Spurs away, United at home. I don't know. West Ham away soon. We need hopefully Benteke if he starts the one next one or two games, then maybe we're more convinced at the moment. Uh, also, on topic, uh, while we're talking about strikers, uh, uh, Tony looks like an easy hold to me throughout this period at the moment. I he thought Brentford him. much better. That I it was a slight shift to a three-four-three where Tony was playing slightly more central and he was a slightly more uh, factor as being the end point of the attack. He did have his chances in the game as well, uh, where uh, there was an offside goal again. Uh, there was one shot that was cleared of the line where he'd already beaten the opposition keeper. I thought he looked lively and I think I'm very comfortable owning him through this December period. And he's one, if somebody doesn't own, I'd be happy for downgrading an Antonio to an Ivan Tony if you're funding something like a Rafinha to a Jota or a Duffy to a Chelsea wing back. I think I'd be happy with that move. Right, so what's we, the consensus? The, the, the other point I'd like to... Sorry, off. I was just asking, do we have a consensus on Antonio? I don't think we do. In my opinion, he's hold unless you need to generate funds for someone like a Jota or uh, or one of the wing backs or or in the weeks to come. For whom? But then let's say you we already have Tony. Let's not say Tony because eighty percent of our like, guys. I, I'm perfect. I'm, I'm, I think I'm I'm comfortable buying King. King. Okay, that's to fair. generate funds. Yeah. If if not Tony, then King. I I think I'm comfortable doing that. Ronald? Okay. Okay for me. I agree. I think what Bakker said very much so. There's no reason, like, you know, to be rushing to sell him. I'd hold him if you don't need to raise cash. But if you need to raise cash, I think there's a little bit, maybe I'm being over optimistic, and maybe there's a bit of a new manager bounce coming at Norwich. I think there could be. I mean, it's not as if Ranieri was appointed at the start of the season. He's been appointed very recently as well. Correct. I understand that, but I don't know. I have a better feeling about Norwich. <laughs> Would be completely misplaced whatsoever, but I think I, I, like, the point, the I, I, like, I like the players on the team. I like Rashika, I like Sargent. Cantwell wasn't good in that first half. Gilmore and Norman are great, good players, and Smith is a good manager. I rate him, so I, I can see him ticking along. A lot of people, uh, uh, you know, have mentioned Dennis as well, but uh, like uh, Pranil mentioned, uh, he might be going away to the AFCON, so I'm, I'm not sure whether he's going to be. Um, available in, 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 in the one spell where you'd actually need him. So, um, so the, the, he might not be selected in the squad, but like, you know, there's always a chance. So just be wary. Exactly. Let's just move on quickly to the discussion. Uh, another another point, uh, Pranil. Go on. Yeah. Go on. Regarding, um, regarding Tony, uh, a lot of uh, managers I see are um, have either Tony or Bumo on the bench. I don't think that's a particularly good idea this week because Everton have conceded the highest number of big chances over the past six game weeks. This coincides actually with their injuries. And, uh, you know, Decore has been injured. Mina has been injured. Um, now we saw the weekend, uh, Damari Gray was injured. Calvin hasn't been available. Richarlison won't be available. So they're absolutely decimated. And I think this could be a very good fixture for Brentford. Um, and I, I, I think it's uh, it could be a very risky week to to bench either... Um, Bumo or Puki. I, 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 you know, occasionally talk about matchups and uh, Everton, uh, they have actually a very strong tendency to keep uh, conceding chances down the middle. So I think this could be a good week yeah. for either of them. And if XG conceded non penalty last four game weeks, Everton bottom. 
Yeah. I mean, I mean they've conceded more big chances than Man United, Pranel. I mean, that, that tells you the story. Ooh, he went there. He went there. It's okay. It's okay. We're getting Pochettino. I'm in a good space about my club at the moment. Don't you say a word about that, about Oli? Uh, I just uh, feel people have a very short-term memory in football and uh, they look at uh, the last uh, two months and what happened in the last two months and some of the batterings that we've gotten uh, as him being an absolute failure and that is so not the case because our club was at doldrums when uh, Mourinho left and uh, he made me love the club again. It it was a, it had been a while uh, since I loved uh, watching Man United and loved watching the games and uh, since Ole became uh, a manager, there's been so many performances where I've just enjoyed our football and I've enjoyed watching us play and I want to thank him for that and I'm convinced that uh, he's done his job as a caretaker where he's left our club in a much, much, much better position than it was uh, before our uh, recruitment was an absolute joke. I'm very happy with the ins and outs. In the last uh, two or three years, contrary to popular opinion, I think he's left our club in a stable place. One or two uh, important signings and uh, we'll be up there. And I just want to thank him. That's all. Love the guy. And uh, our legend uh, did... uh, Better than your legend in the both seasons they competed together. So I'm happy about that as well. Farewell to all. I hope he does well in his next job. Right. Let's start with the game week 12 fixtures and we'll just breeze through them. We're already 15 minutes in. Let's talk first one Leicester, Chelsea. Not much to cover in terms of Chelsea. Let's talk about Vardy. What do you think? Bakar, you are a Vardy owner? Bakar, are you a Vardy yeah. owner? Yes, I am. I, um, I'm comfortable giving him this week. Um, at home to Watford, that's it's kind of like a plum fixture. I know Leicester have been poor, but but you'd still back back them to get a couple of goals at least, and and I hope Vardy will be involved. Yeah, I'm convinced too because what happened in that Chelsea game's off, in my opinion, is once uh, Raj uh, changed the lineup and got Madison and Ian Acho to support Vardy, they just look, they looked a lot better, and I think he will hopefully uh, learn from that and start with these three players, and they looked like a decent team once these three were playing. So. Um, I party owners should be uh, fairly comfortable starting him. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm eyeing Kane uh, in the next two weeks. So, so that's why I, I think the fixture difficulty um, for Leicester and Spurs isn't, you know, that that drastic this week. So I'll I'll um, I'll swap uh, Wardy for Kane next week through the funds I generate from Antonio to King. That's what I'm looking at as well because I'm worried about Wardy during the busy period again. I don't know how many games he's going to yes, play. Yes. People say his fixtures are exactly. You know, he was rested last season as well uh, in midweek fixtures off. Right. That's why I think Vardy. I'm holding this week. The week after, I'd be I'm I'd be looking to get rid. I think Lukaku could come into the picture. Kane, etc. A lot of other options in the premium bracket, but I don't want to hold Vardy beyond this week. If you could make the move this week straight from Wadi to Kane without doing a move elsewhere, would you do it? Let's talk about Kane a little bit. We'll be jumping sections. But I rewatched Match of the Day 2 today. We, all us non-Kane owners, should be sending flowers, chocolates, everything to Calvin Phillips. He did a job on Kane. Mm-hmm. He absolutely shut him down. I don't think very few teams are going to be able to do that. We were very lucky. He looked threatening. But the only thing I would say, he's not 100% sharp here. The shot he took... The one that would hit the post, he could, if he hit it first time, I'm sure he'd have worked the keeper. He just took one touch more. That just shows me he's getting there. He's not quite there yet, but I want him soon. He looked a lot, generally looked sharper than he has in previous weeks. 
Yeah, I thought we were correct with our analysis last week in terms of if we had to go to one, would we go Kane. to Son or Kane? Kane mm. definitely looks yeah. the far better Kane. option. It's not even close at the exactly. moment. Uh, unless uh, Conte realizes that Son doesn't look like the player he should be and, uh, you know, he's playing so far away from the goal, not look like being in a goal-scoring position even once. If you're getting a Spurs attacker, get Kane. If I was a Son attacker at the moment, owner at the moment, I'd be worried. Yes, but another pertinent question, which, uh, you know, quite a few people, because me and Zoffer are more or less on the same page that we are getting Kane next week. A lot of people are now thinking, uh, is it worth getting Kane in just for two fixtures alone, right? Because Brentford Norris, that's, those are the two main fixtures after that. And Burnley without Tacos. And Westwood. Yeah. Yeah, no, my, my, my point was, you know, after this week, you know, let's assume that we, we are a Wardy owner. Um, we don't get him this week, right? So that leaves us two weeks then, right? So is it worth getting? I'm personally very sad in getting him because of the fact that I really like the Norwich fixture in particular. But uh, there could be a case for going to, you know, Lukaku or someone like uh, even Ronaldo early uh, next week. And even there, uh, you know, there could even be an argument of of going, you know, a bit cheaper investing money elsewhere. I, I personally won't do it because I don't think that the money is really needed, but it could, an argument could be made for that. Because Lukaku's fixtures also perk up right after that. I think our Chelsea play, searching for Chelsea over here. Yeah, Chelsea play West Ham, Leeds, Everton. Decent fixture. But obviously, Ronaldo's are better with Norwich and Brentford. So I think it's. And I don't, a- think Kane's, I, don't, I don't think Kane's fixtures really become that bad also because after Norwich is Brighton away, Leicester away, not really pulling strings in yeah. defense at the moment. Then there's Liverpool home, Palace home, Southampton away, Watford away. I don't think they're bad fixtures. And I, you, you think that three, four, I, you'd expect. 5% improvement from Spurs every week now because more and more Conte is drilled into that team, right? So, I'm sitting fairly comfortable as a Kane owner not to worry. Yeah, Spurs were a bit average, especially in that first half. The second half was a lot better. But uh, am I worried at all being a Kane owner? No. And Bakar, I think you need to look at the Brentford fixture a lot closer than the Norwich fixture. Norwich have actually tightened up in the last five or six weeks. Brentford are Conceding a ton of chances, conceding eight goals. Yes, that's, that's true as well. Yeah, to yeah. the three uh, bot, bottom three teams, Brentford is a tasty fixture at the moment, more so than for Norwich. sure. For sure, agree. Yeah. Agree. Yeah, <laughs> a bit of an oversight on my part. Mm. Yeah. And also, I want to say a word on Conte. I loved his end of the game, geeing up the crowd, the energy, hugging every player. There's a phrase from one of my favorite movies. This is Spinal Tap. It goes up. This goes up to eleven. So with I think with yeah. with uh, Nuno they were at one or two with Conte they've not gone up to ten they've just gone up to eleven in terms of intensity and passion so that has to rub out with Conte every game is like a cup final so I think Spurs fans should be very excited. Yep, yep. But like you mentioned, Zoff, you were on the money based on watching that Spurs game. Uh, do I see Spurs scoring more than two goals? Often I don't. So I'm not com- comfortable captaining a Harry Kane in any game at the moment because I've just not seen them uh, blowing. They're very happy and comfortable to hold possession, not play rock and roll football like a Liverpool does at the moment. So that'll be more so away. Captain. That'll be even more yeah. so in away games. At home games, I think exactly. he'll be a little bit more aggressive. Away, he's going to be quite playing on the counter, and he likes to play on the counter. That he did that with Chelsea a lot. Yeah. So I thought you were spot on with that. Right, so let's move on. I think we discussed Vardy. Villa, Brighton. First win for Gerard. Anything else to discuss in terms of FPL in this fixture? Uh, 0.5 XG considered to Brighton. Uh, Defensive clean sheet was what Gerard prioritized and it's what happened. So I think our 
uh, only thing I'd say is in terms of our perception, in terms of viewing an Aston Villa fixture as an easy fixture, should maybe just uh, very quickly change because they look like a solid, steady team under Gerard, and okay. they will want to play that way. Bless you. Bless you, Bakar. I, I, I wanted to say that Lamptey had 38 touches in, in the final third and um, he had a big chance to score as well. So um, if if someone is looking for a budget defender, then I, I think I'd probably buy Lamptey over Livermento. Interesting. Minutes, right? And we're having this discussion with Pranil, I think, over the break also. The minutes are the issue with Lamptey. Minutes and injury prone. That's true. But I mean... And again, we're talking about the four wing backs. He's still first choice. With the wing backs. No, the first choice, but he might get rotated. It's the same thing, right? He's not like you're nailed on like your Mitchell, somebody that you know you know is going to play 90 minutes every game, regardless. So for yeah, that fifth enough. defender, yeah. I think it's a bit risky to go for the upside guy. You got to go for the glue guy it's, there. Yeah, that, it's that a makes shame. sense as well. It's a, it's a shame Wolves have poor fixtures because Aitnuri is turning out to be a proper option at yeah. the moment and just 4.3 yeah. million. But Wolves have good fixtures just for two weeks. Then I wouldn't want to own the def- a yeah. defender at all. Fixtures go team. south really quick. Yeah. yeah. Move on, Burnley. Burnley Palace? Kone, the Maxwell Kone show. Pranil, why don't you talk about it? I mean... What is it? It's it's still quite uh, hot in India. None of us like ice cream. I think we have been overlooking that Cornetto out there for a long, long time. Because he's, he's the only one who scored. Uh, only the Liverpool, only the Liverpool midfield duo have scored more goals than this man. He's genuinely out of position. Uh, you do caveat and Bakker. I've looked at the XG numbers. He's what Delta plus three point five XG at the moment. So definitely overperformed so far. Uh, but Burnley have become fun uh, in the last few weeks. Every time I watch Burnley, I think they'll score a goal or two. I don't. Uh, it, it's a tough proposition for uh, their opposition to keep a clean sheet, even if it's Chelsea at the moment, because they do have that. I think they've become a little more sexier than they were in terms Definitely. of how capable of capable they are of scoring goals. And he's a forward playing for uh, Burnley at the moment. He's out of position at six million. Yeah, go for it again. Just know that he's a seven or eight game week bet because flying off to AFCON. Plays for Ivory Coast. Yep, yep. But he's the only person yeah. I would still buy from Burnley. Nobody else really still interests me. I, I think he's... Uh, you're right. I mean, you were speaking about overperformance. Um, he's He's been... Uh, stop laughing, Zoff. I can see what, what you're thinking what, about. What, what am I thinking about? Why, do you have, why is he getting your mind out of the gutter? Bro? What am I thinking <laughs> I can see what's going on in your evil head. Um, Cornet has been the most overperforming player in the league, uh, you know, over the past six weeks. I, I personally won't look at buying him. Uh, I still think um, Gallagher is is the one in that price range, and um, if not Gallagher, then then Bowen from you know a couple of weeks on look look like the the midfielders to have. Those two are um, are the top budget midfielders to own in my opinion, and and uh, number three would be Cornet, I think. Given Burnley's uh, fixtures, Bakar, they look pretty good in the short term, long term. We haven't spoken about Wood, but let's let's put the jokes aside. Genuine option? He had just one shot on target and that was from the set piece. So I think he's played more of I mean, a he's creative in the, role. He's in the same sort of price bracket as Tony. So I, I'm not really sure. As, as a Tony owner, I, I won't be looking to make the swap. From a, what I understand, uh, Wood's underlying numbers these days have been pretty good. Expected data going through the roof, <laughs> rising and rising. 
What do you guys think about uh, Gallagher by the way? Still bullish? Yes, I want to get him. I just yes. can't find the space like for any reason a midfield spot opens like, I'd much rather own him than Bumo. At the moment? Definitely. I agree. I agree. He's going he's going to take along for sure. Good numbers. Newcastle Brentford. Bakari want to talk about this game? Already spoken at length about Newcastle and and how uh, good their attack was and and also spoken about Tony and Bomo so nothing much to yeah, add really let's move on here norwich southampton what target these two defenses still nothing's changed there for opposition yeah. target these are the two defenses to target quite convincingly i would say that at the moment norwich southampton we've covered as well i just want to give a note on billy gilmore he played in a much more advanced position so if you're looking for a 4.5 mid i think right now he would be the top of the list not your brown hill etc seven chances created in that game from gilmore so i think that was the stat let me uh, check seven, it very no i don't think seven is right i think it's closer to 3 to 4 three chances out of uh, seven that norwich created Correct. and one of them led to an assist yes Correct. three chances he created that's yeah. what i remember seeing so it's yeah. worth monitoring cuz he Pranel, does take set like pieces to... also no go ahead bakar ron bakar pranil would you like to run us through watford man united <laughs> brutal uh, bakar's got the knives out today <laughs> Uh, yeah. but uh, shambol like in a way uh, i'm kind of happy that it happened because uh, i feel a little relieved for uh, solshay more than anything else i think he just needs to move away take a nice little break for a month and uh, it seems like it's uh, sort of led to us uh, being uh, open to the possibility of getting pochettino in the next two or three weeks if uh, there's a whole merry go round in place if uh, psg are interested in zidane which i think is a great fit i think zizu is meant for the galacticos uh, at psg at the moment because he's got that big man aura that nobody else does and even if he's dealing with neymar and uh, messi at the moment they'll listen to that guy uh, so i think uh, both the clubs will find the right man for the job because there's a little bit of an issue between leonardo and uh, poch at the moment as well so my first choice uh, as a united fan was ten hag and pochettino was second choice and i be very happy with either for our club 
But in what if, moment. let's say, Poch uh, doesn't come? Do you expect an upturn in the performances? Because you still have the same guys, Carrick, Phelan. They're all, it's just Solskjaer who's gone as a figure. Do you expect performances to pick up, assuming Poch doesn't come right away? Uh, you need to see that. I don't know what Carrick is uh, capable of. I don't know what he's done so far. There there was talk that uh, Solskjaer and Phelan were sort of one duo in that United training camp. And uh, Carrick and Makina are one duo. And Carrick and Makina run the trainings uh, in that United team. And so many times what happened is we've trialed the three at the back quite a few occasions. Uh, and that's what we practiced. This is how shambolic it was. Uh, we've trialed three at the back quite a few times. And we used to play that all through midweek. Uh, in training and then Solskjaer on Friday decided no what we're going to go with four at the back and he tended to fa- favor the players uh, that were performing poorly as well you know players like Van de Beek and Lingard didn't get a chance so if Carrick and Makina stick to the process and we're making changes that the team are liking then I'd pay close attention it, be- it's de- it's de- it depends on how the team are reacting to that new setup well, somebody in the chat is saying Phelan has also left I'm not sure about that I think you can probably know better yeah 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 Right. Uh, do want to talk about uh, Wolves though. Uh, Jimenez has been uh, ticking along quite nicely. Five returns in the last six. Just thing is too late to jump onto the bandwagon right now, Zoff. Yeah, because only two good fixtures. Only two good fixtures, and then it goes south really quick. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, I'm on the page, same page as well. West Moving Ham. on to Wolves versus West, West Ham. We spoke yep. about West Ham. West Ham. I think we spoke about. I just want to say, like Bowen, probably the be- looked better than Antonio. This game, but West Ham in general looked quite poor. They didn't yeah, they looked tired. And I don't think you read too much into this performance because it's after the international First break and all of that. So yeah, yeah. So you wait. It it does uh, make a difference though that I don't expect them to be as good as they've been because uh, that's going to be the case with all of these uh, squads that are very strong eleven and not really any quality options on the bench. I think we're going to see a downturn in performance in this December period for all of those teams. Uh, that don't have a bench. And uh, something that Moez mentioned that you and me were talking about, you had a chat with FPL Lions, Luke, who's a West Ham fan and a great uh, FPL mind as well. He said that uh, West Ham, that Antonio looks a little bit tired. And this is something that uh, Moez also mentioned, where in his press conference, he said that uh, Antonio is generally super fit. And that's when he does really well. At the moment, he's just fit. So that does sort of line up with him being maybe tired uh, into the conversation. So it's worth monitoring. Anything to add here, Bakar? Move on to Liverpool? I think we can move, move on. on. Liverpool, Arsenal. Bakar, how was this game for you as watching as a non-Jota owner? I want to hear that. I must be thankful as 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 uh, as a Ramsdale owner that he saved um, Jota from scoring more. Uh, could have been two or three, uh, really, had it not been for Ramsdale. I think it could have been a, an even bigger Salah haul. Actually, Salah walked away with like eight points out of the game. I think he could have had much more. Um, other than that, there was business as usual from Liverpool. I fully expected a reaction after what happened against West Ham. That's exactly what happened. Um, nothing much to add, really. Arsenal do struggle in these kind of games, so I won't read too much into it. Yep. Yeah, I just want to say that if you don't own Jota, this is the week you prioritize him as a transfer. It's worth mentioning Morris... during, during Klopp's presser, he actually today he wasn't Agreed. asked about Jota at all. He didn't bring it up. He spoke about other injuries. He spoke about Hendo, Robertson and stuff, but there was no mention of Jota. So I guess we can only assume that if Klopp hasn't mentioned any injury or anything of the sort, he's fine. Yeah, the reason Utkarsh is mentioning this is because he did have a knock and that's why he was subbed off uh, in the game against Arsenal as well. So it's just worth monitoring before you make the move uh, that you know for sure that Jota is fit. 
City, Everton. Mm-hmm. I think we've spoken about Foden and Bernardo. Not really much. I think we've covered Everton. City and Spurs in detail. Yeah. So, is there anything to add about Leeds United at the moment? Yeah. Nope. They actually look better nope. than I nope. thought they would without Rafinha. That's all I have to say. Same, same. I thought they were fabulous same. in the first. I, I watched the highlights play. actually. I, 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 I didn't own. Uh, I didn't own uh, Rafinha. Sorry, Son or Kane. So I didn't want to go through the trouble of watching the game. I actually scouting, went to sleep scouting. early. <laughs> I went to sleep. I, I couldn't watch it. <laughs> Ninety minutes of absolute torture. I can't go through that. I woke up. And uh, without checking the score, I, I clicked on the highlights. And uh, to my amazement, I saw like a 20 minutes package. And I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> Hattrick from Kane, Hattrick from Sun, damn. Here we go. But thankfully, nothing nothing too damaging at all. What did you make of the highlights, Bakar? Um, First half was poor. Second half, Spurs looked much better. Yeah. And Kane looked better than Son. I was worried when Leeds scored. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Kane, Kane got into... Much more uh, threatening positions, I, I thought. And what about the fullbacks? Where are you guys on that? Emerson versus uh, Emerson Reguillon? didn't look as good. I thought Reguillon looked by far. Yes, Re- Re- exactly. And even the even the stats suggest that Reguillon uh, was getting more touches in the final third. The the only sort of uh, surprising thing is the fact that his his minutes are a bit limited. He tends to get subbed off early, but um, I still think he's the pick over Reguillon over Emerson. Yeah. Sorry. The only thing I'd be worried about is because he's, uh, if, uh, I, I'm not, I'm just a little worried uh, about Sessegnon in the background because I think he's a quality, quality player sitting on the Spurs bench and he's meant, he's a, he's a natural wing back in that position. Uh, so, Conte might give him a shot on that side and I'm a little worried about that. Maybe the if odd game, if the fix, with the fixture is so congested, but I like the noises that Region has been making about the tough training sessions, but I think he's he's buying into it. He's yeah. buying into the Conte thing. And I think you're going to see a lot of uh, early subs when it comes to these fullbacks also because they're running a lot more than most of the positions uh, on the pitch as well. So this might happen, which might actually lead to some 70-minute uh, clean sheets uh, for these positions as well. But you could also see some 55 minutes, one one point. Yeah, he he doesn't well. do that. The thing with Conte, his minute sub timings are quite predictable. As at least it was with Chelsea. Six, yeah, 70-ish. Early 70s is when he usually makes his sub. And he almost uses all three of his subs every game. He did with Chelsea. It's just that if they're there, he's going to use them. He could have used five uh, in that first game. Kane looked gassed in the last 20 yeah. minutes. All he could dead. barely walk. He was done. All of them were done. I mean, the fitness levels required to play for Conte are next And, and it's also playing leads, right? The leads also, you have to match that intensity. Yeah. Yep. And leads were great. Great in that first half. I thought they were a really good first half. <laughs> cool. Moving on. Let's just have a look at the next week's fixtures. Anything interesting you guys would like to cover here? If there is ever a week to not bet bet against Salah, this is the week. Don't go for it. Don't go anywhere else for captaincy. I don't even see anybody who really appeals. Nobody. Which other fixture really stands out this week? Probably Salah is obvious, really. Only Obas. I could only see the Arsenal fixture. No. Being a star, no. None of the other ones, really. I'm surprised Off isn't coming with the Chelsea as an easy fixture. Uh, do you uh, reckon captaining uh, Reese James? But we haven't you know spoken what? about the. We haven't spoken about Anthony Taylor being appointed as a referee. It's going to be disastrous. I, I despise Anthony Taylor with every fiber of my deepest being. No. <laughs> the amount of decisions no. we've made against Chelsea over the years have been absolutely shocking. Yeah. This is probably the least I've cared about the Chelsea United game in a long, long time, though. 
I'm just waiting to see what happens. I'm more interested in what's happening uh, on Twitter yeah. and in the news outlets I, in terms of what I just know you guys are going to they're going to troll me because now I've gone double Chelsea defense. I've been trolling United all season. <laughs> now all is gone. Yeah. It's like the perfect one-one result. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's not even going to be somebody popular. It's going to be McTominay scoring a header from a set piece. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> like yeah, the, the proper troll goal. Yeah. What we got? Yeah. We, Any temptation for Trent captaincy? Somebody in the chat is asking. We discussed that at length. No, already, I mean, right? we discussed this. Well, I I don't think so. Because cool. I, I think Southampton right. can score. In fact, this week it's much very tricky because I think Southampton are more likely to score than to keep a clean sheet. Even against Chelsea, when they came on second half, they looked quite good. Against City, they offered something in attack as well. They were very unlucky not to get that penalty for Armstrong against City. So. I don't think this is particularly the week you can go against Salah with Trent. Yeah. By the way, I'm totally expecting a 3-0 win from Chelsea. I think the gap in quality is too much at the moment. I hope so. And what helps I... is the turnaround is quite long. We play Juventus today on Tuesday and then all yep. the, our game is on Sunday. So we can go strong 11 yep. today, strong 11 on Sunday and then rest possibly against Watford. The problem with our team is our defence at the moment. We're, we're behind uh, with but Yeah, but Maguire uh, isn't playing. That's yeah. a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea should appeal yeah. for his I know we should yeah. suspension. Yeah. He's a good defender in a good system. He's our team wasn't well coached as where I stand on Maguire. Yeah. And exactly. You need to play to his strengths. I agree. Yeah. Right. You got to do a quick review of Team XG. I think we already done that, or should we just skip to our teams? Skip to our teams. Skip to our team. Skip, skip, skip. Right. First up, you have your team, Pranav. Uh, right, I'll read it out for the benefit of the listeners. And uh, keeper, I have Ramsdale. Uh, in defense, I have Trent, Cancelo, and Reese James. In midfield, I have Salah, Captain, Foden, Jota, Gallagher, and Bumo. I'm very happy to listen to Bakar's stats about Everton. Uh, and up front, I have Kane and Ivan Tony. And my first sub is Duffy. Second sub is Mope. Looking to save this week uh, with a view to move to Chilwell next week. I agree. I think it's a simple save here. Really, yeah, comfortable any files that need to be put on. And there's no way. Yeah, How much uh, do you have in the bank? 0.1 million. I'm guessing Mope will probably be the one to make way. Yeah, the plan that I have for next week is either I uh, downgrade Mope and upgrade uh, Mope to a 4.8 million forward and upgrade Duffy to Chilwell. Or I uh, somehow fund Callum Wilson for the two home fixtures if I like what I see from Newcastle. That's mm-hmm. what initial thoughts are. It's going to be tricky to upgrade to Chilwell while keeping a strong bench. Yep. 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 Because even Duffy, very, very, I, 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 I mean, worry about Duffy also. You could potentially make that move this week, Mope and Duffy out for Chilwell and, and a fodder, but, um, but that would, would give you benching it, headache as well. Your stats about Brentford were so convincing that uh, they put me off completely, Bakar. Yeah, you're, um, it would give you a benching headache for sure this week. So, yeah. but, but, I, but I I'm aware that there's there's two days of Champions League games. So if uh, yeah. any sort of injury crops up, that's the move I've lined up. Makes sense. Right, yeah. Bakar, your team, Mr. Rudiger. I have Ramsdale, James, Trent, Cancelo, Rudiger, Salah, Captain, Foden, Bumo, Rafinha, Wardy, Tony. On my bench, I have Foster. Antonio, uh, Livermento, and Brownhill. So I have two free transfers with uh, 0.7 million in the bank. Um, as as I was speaking about earlier, my plan is to move um, Wardy to Kane next week. So I've been working backwards on 
um, on my transfers, looking at the team I want next week. So what I'm likely to do this week is Rafinha to Jota and Antonio to King. That would A, give me Jota, and B, it would give me funds for uh, Kane next week. The other move I can do for a hit is Rudiger to Chilwell. Now that is optional and that is down to personal preference. Um, I personally think Chilwell is a far superior option than Rudiger, but the counter argument could be that, you know, Chilwell is more likely to get rested in the weeks to come. So maybe when fixture congestion kicks in, is it really worth a hit? So that sort of makes me dicey, but I'm leaning like 70-30 towards that move. I'm curious to know what, what you guys think, whether Rudiger to Chilwell is, is worth a minus four this week. LR, you first. I think at any point you make uh, the Rudiger to Chilwell move, I see it paying off in six game weeks. Whatever game week you make that move, it'll pay off in six game weeks. Simple as that. Yeah. I should have made the Diaz to Chilwell move long ago. I made it this week, but that's pretty much what we said yeah. on the pod also that time. Just get the move because you won't do it next week either. Next week you'll be worrying about the Kane thing. There's never going to be a good time to do it. It'll exactly. pay off. Four points in six game weeks, easy payoff. And that is despite acknowledging Rudiger's new role where he's carrying the ball further up the pitch. He's got a... And, carrying, and, and, and acknowledging the risk of rotation. And acknowledging the risk of... Chilwell is more of a forward than Reese James also. Yeah, His yeah, positioning is ridiculously good. Just make the move. Yep. I like that idea. Antonio Tukin gives you a decent bench option also. Going into forward, somebody's exactly. putting in, you have Brown, and it's a clean structure. Yeah. Pretty good. We'll move on to my team. Ramsdale in goal, Cancelo, Trent, James. I made the move for Diaz to Chilwell. Earlier, you used one of my free transfers. So that's Chilwell. 14% off, by the way. People who right? own Salah and the four premium defenders, 14% on the top 10K. Not much. It feels like a wow, lot more that's... looking at how many leagues. Yep, yep. Now, now you should the, be actually cheering for the uh, Chelsea. I, I think it would, the you... number. I, I think the number would be much higher this week. I think it would be. Um, it's going to go up around right? what thirty to forty percent. I would yeah. imagine because a lot of the Diaz guys week. are going to ditch now. Like me, the people are losing sure. patience. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And like, yeah, just as a note, and James is like one of the most highest transfers in this week's off. Yes, absolutely. So anybody who has Diaz, I suggest make the move to Chilwell because the appeal for Diaz was always minutes. That you're getting minutes every week. Oh yeah, exactly. Either one of the Chelsea yeah. wingbacks, basically, if you don't have them. Right. So that's the defense. Foden, Salah, Cab, Jota, Bumo, Tony, Vardy on the bench. Foster, Antonio, Livramento, and Brownell. I'm looking to probably save the other transfer and I'll look at how I'm going to get in Kane next week. Might not even get him. Might go straight for Lukaku. Keep an open mind. See where things go. Cool. That's about it. Should we do a QA? Guys, how much, how much in the back is off? 0. 0.0. That's why I had to move for Diaz to Chilwell on Sunday night because they both looked like moving in prices the other way. I would have been priced out. Otherwise, I would have waited for the UCL so, game. So, at this point in time, what, what sort of route are you thinking to, to fund uh, Kane? I know you want to keep an open mind, but still, what, what's right going what, through your head? What I was actually thinking was not probably Kane, I was actually thinking of Sun. And I have a clear route to Sun, which I like. Would probably go for Wadi to Puki and Bumo to Sun. That gives me the that sort of. That game put you off. 
Kane now, I really don't. I want to give it one more game, see how it goes. Because yes. more than Kane, I want Lukaku later, and I have a good feeling about Lukaku that he's going to come back strong. I want to have that. But option that leads, there. that leads Spurs game must have put you off, son. Like uh, even if you can't uh, yeah. afford Kane at the moment, I just don't know how Son is going to justify ten exactly. million. I don't exactly. Why, I don't yeah. think Son is necessarily worth that. So I'm going to see. I, I, I think to... I think the premium forward structure is the one to go for Zoff. So I I think you should yeah. look so at probably Antonio to Pukki would do it eventually. I don't see any other route. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, 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 basically. I don't want to say do Jota to Gallagher. I don't want to do Foden to Gallagher. So yeah, yeah. Antonio might have to be the one exactly. making way. And then when Jota, when Firmino is back, I'll move on Jota to Bowen. That's not going to be until, until after AFCON. It's going to be a while. You don't want to move Jota now until after AFCON yeah. because Mane and Salah are gone. So right, Jota is going to stick don't in know, it. Correct, but we don't have a timeline because AFCON is we're talking about around Boxing Day. For Mino, we still don't have a clear timeline. I said every week he yeah. says getting closer, getting closer. So, yeah, I know, I know you mentioned that I'll move Jota on. I don't think you're going to move Jota on until game week 23, at least. Possible, uh, given, given he's yeah. fit. Yeah, whatever. I can yeah. move Bowen out for Brown, uh, Bowen or something like that. But and I don't think the whole value thing or argument really makes sense on Antonio. It's only 0.3, not a huge thing. Like in the back in the day, we used to have players who had gone up in price by 2 million, it would cost 1 million more to buy yeah. them back. That's when it would really make a big thing, but I don't think point three is much of a big value loss. You have to pay. And also, price. if you if 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 you own Cancelo, Trent, James, and Chilwell, you're already winning the value argument because they're of, uh, offering so much value in the team that you can afford to have some lopsided, not so much value picks. Uh, the rest of your five players. Absolutely right. right. Guys, send in your questions for the Q and A. We'll just do a short one I before wrapping up. Very quickly, we had a, side, a super chat earlier as well from Ankit. Uh, Gray replacements for the next six game weeks, Gallagher, ESR or Cornetto? Cornetto for me. Gallagher, Gallagher or Cornetto? Gallagher. I'd go Cornetto at the moment. I think he's the better option compared he's to fragile. Gallagher. He's quite, quite fragile in terms of injuries. That's what I worry about him. I'd still go. I, he's explosive also. So, That's true. He's far more explosive than Gallagher. Best cheap forward for the next four game weeks, Wilson, ASM or Benteke? Wilson for me. What do you guys think? Wilson. Uh, four yellow cards. No, that's the issue. Let's still go there. Capable of bracing in one of the games. Mm, that's my thing. Benteke. Benteke. Bakar? I would probably go with Benteke as well. Yeah. Not ASM. If you're going to buy the forward, buy Wilson. He's mentioned ASM as an option. ASM. Uh, is Son to Kane sideways? Can move Wadi to Kane? Uh, I don't think it is sideways at all. I know of good managers who've done the move as well. Uh, you go by what you see. If Conte changes the system and Son starts being more attacking, I think this uh, is a good good move to make in uh, in by next week. Yeah. Yep. What do you, you have to take of? a hit for it if you can do it for free? I think it's an upgrade. It's not sideways. Cool. All three of us on the same page with that as well. Nice. I, I, we're very synced in our thoughts this Apparently point. now Ivory Coast is at the AFCON. We're getting all sorts of different conflicting rumors we have to check afterwards. Uh, I'm just going by the uh, article that yeah, I read scou- on the oh, scout. Yeah. Oh, the scout has mentioned the scout have done their homework. Then, yeah, they have qualified. Yeah. Go more to Jota or Bilva this week. Good move. Go to Jota. Jota should be first priority, Nihal. Jota. For sure. Definitely Jota. Uh, Ravand is asking, sell rough to Jota for a minus four. Yes, I'd do it. Yes, what are you guys saying? I'm yes. doing, I'm kind of doing like similar, so yes, 
if there was one week where jota is capable of bracing or scoring a hat trick this is he's capable of doing it any game but southampton you can't say just wait till friday yeah. or wait till tomorrow we actually see him in the squad yeah. let's get some confirmation or see picture in training something like that yeah debrook das are we sleeping on ronaldo from gaming 16 onwards my my perception is we'll probably get conte uh, sorry we'll probably get pochettino by then and uh, we don't know how he's going to set up so we'll need to do a little bit of new manager analysis and how he's setting up the team by then so but it's a, I it's think a irrespective watch. of whoever the manager is even if you have Carrick in charge united like will score goals against norwich and brentford i don't think anyone's yep. sleeping on ronaldo we've been talking about this transition from kane to ronaldo since for donkey years now exactly exactly uh, uh but poch is going to be if if poch does come to the club he's going to be frustrated with ronaldo because he's been a press monster of a coach himself as well and he doesn't like people who don't press so i wonder and what minutes, happens i think we are not counting the minutes thing for cristiano which fixture so close i wouldn't be surprised if he's benched yeah. yep yes yep. right uh, antonio livra to pukki james for a minus four i don't mind it he's getting reese james pukki james yep yeah, i like that I, would, yeah, I just I think that James well. and Chilwell are two of the best picks in the game at the moment, so you just do it. Uh, is uh, should Son owners be patient? I mean, if you have no other fires in the team, yeah, he's got good fixtures, so you can be patient. What do you reckon? I don't. But Son didn't look as. I don't good think it's a hard sell. Mm-hmm. I'd exactly. keep him if. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's, it's just that you know, if you can get to Kane, then that's fine. But son isn't I, a bad I, I pick mean, per se. I'm still not as convinced. Exactly. In in, in isolation, he's still an okay pick. Yes, I mean, it's taking all the set pieces. He still has many routes to points. Yeah. In away games, because we still saw Kane dropping deep against Leeds, yeah. and he ha- that naturally yeah. has to do that because they don't have that number ten sort of player. And he needs to make that shift from Mura to either Endombele or Loselso because Mura this was isn't the best working. creator. Mura created. We yeah. had a better game than Son, I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did, but he needs a creative midfielder. Mura is more of a vertical runner and doesn't really have that creativity. And okay. I think these two players, he needs to get one of them into the uh, thing. And if that happens, I'd be worried about Son getting subbed off for Mura in the last twenty, thirty minutes of every game as well, because Mura is a press monster. Son isn't, right? That that's what we discussed in the previous pod as well. So just things to talk about. Uh, I think chat. that's it, guys. The super chat from last... Sai above average FPL. What's up, CY? How's it going? What do you think about your Pulisic and issue? Yeah, with Pulisic back, uh, I don't think you go there because there's going to be rotation. We have Werner also coming back. So the only reason that we've seen Cho getting consistent game time is because of Werner being out and Mount also having all these other issues. So I think that ship has sailed. Yeah. Yep. Agree. Yep. All right. That's it uh, for uh, from us this week, guys. And uh, we'll see you Probably next Monday because it's a Tuesday deadline. Uh, we'll see if there's much to talk about or not. If there isn't any new topic to talk about, then we'll probably do a midweek pod next week uh, because there's fixtures every two or three days now. Uh, so enjoy the fixture crunch and good luck. See you, boys. Good luck. See you next week. Good luck, boys. Take care. Podcast Network.